Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Wise Guys Real Estate Podcast. Today, we have Bronwyn Watson from CIBC. She's a mortgage broker here in town in Vernon. And um, let's get to know Bronwyn a little bit. Did you have any questions right off the hop? Well, just, yeah, let's, you know, I we've known each other for a number of years because you're mm-hmm. our in-office specialist and everyone seems to just love you and it's it's great having you on. I um, Can you tell us? Tell us about where you grew up and how you got to Canada. And like, I, I've never really, I've never heard that story. So maybe that would be a good starting point to give some perspective on totally why you've evolved and how you got to your way of thinking, because this, we're, this isn't going to be an ordinary, boring, mundane chat about interest rates <laughs> for an hour. We're going to, we're going to try and entertain a little bit. So let, tell us, tell us about yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. And first and foremost, thank you so much, Jordan and Joel, for asking me on. It is an absolute honor and a pleasure um, to help you and to help some of your clients. So, uh, yeah, Um, as uh, Joel said, I am and Jordan, I'm with CIBC. I'm a mortgage advisor in the Vernon area. I currently live in Lavington, actually, uh, the beautiful countryside just outside of Vernon between Vernon and Lumbee. Um, okay, let's start with where I uh, was born and, and grew up. So I'm originally from South Africa. Um, I uh, was born and uh, raised there, and most of my family are still back home, uh, but moved out to Canada 22 years ago. It's hard to believe time just uh, goes by so fast. Um, originally came to Canada because my dad had moved and came to visit and I just fell in love with the place um, and the people. So I went back home and immigrated and uh, here I am 22 years later. Um, I have been in finance since I landed uh, 22 years ago uh, with various institutions and then just recently, of course, um, or not recently, but about eight years now with CIBC. Um, and uh, since being with CIBC, have been in the office of Century 21 to help educate and assist the realtors with some of their clients' needs. Um, I am a family gal. I have three little kids, uh, five, nine, and ten. They Whoa. are extremely, yeah, they are extremely busy. <laughs> Um, I ended up marrying a good old Canadian man uh, who grew up in Vernon um, in this area. And it's been an absolute blessing to come back to his home turf here in Lavington. This is where he grew up. um, And so wanted to be able to offer more of a rural, uh, relaxed feel to our children. So um, when COVID hit two years ago, we made the executive decision here in our home to homeschool our children. Um, which has gone fantastic uh, so far. Um, You know, hats off to the teachers. I am not a teacher. And uh, so I just want to say you guys have a lot that you need to deal with on a daily basis. And so I certainly appreciate all the work that you've put in and it's no easy task, but uh, the kids are going from strength to strength here at home and uh, just being united as a family on a daily basis is, is lovely. Uh, we're involved in all kinds of sports. So my kids play hockey and we do piano. We have some artistic uh, kids in our family. And so life is never dull, but work is great. Uh, being able to service clients is so fantastic um, and to help them realize their dream when it comes to purchasing a home or even just consolidating some debt. So it's been an extremely rewarding career. 
um, while being able to do it in the comfort of my own home. As I do not actually have an office in the uh, local branch, I work remotely from my home, so I'm able to move around uh, wherever my clients may need me. So that is Bronwyn in a little uh, nutshell right there cool. for you. Amazing. No, that's, that's, that's interesting. Like we, uh, I had another, well, I, have, I have a client or had a client that she was from South Africa. And she mm-hmm. was telling me some wild stories about how they had guards on a perimeter around their property. Yes. So I have no idea what you've seen in your lifetime, but the cozy confines of what I saw in Canada growing up, the veil has been lifted and mm-hmm. uh, everyone's seeing the world in a different light nowadays. So I'm, yes. I'm glad to have you on because I know that we, uh, we're, we're looking at a lot of things the same way. And yes. um Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah South well, Africa well, is just that. The uh, whole South Africa experience is very different. And, and uh, you know, to live in a country like uh, like Canada obviously is uh, very safe, um, quote unquote, um, uh, in comparison to where I, uh, where I grew up. But yes, um, to your point, yeah, things are changing and changing rapidly. And so... Um, it's great to be able to uh, to help people navigate that the best we can. Yeah, we were just chatting with Brahman before we jumped on here. Just seen, it's January 9th today. We're in the uh, 11th. 12th. Oh, 12th. Yeah, 12th. January 12th. See, I'm still in. Uh, <laughs> I, I killed too many brain cells. I think is my problem over the over the holidays. <laughs> so, but January 12th. So just we're still. It seems like maybe things are starting to pick up a bit. The real the real estate. Uh, market usually takes a break between, you know, mid-December to mid-January. So I know you're feeling that, but reflecting on, um, you know, what what we experienced last year, because mm-hmm. um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what I've heard is that two, 2022 was the the biggest increase in interest rates in in a year span ever recorded in Canadian history. Is that right? Absolutely. Honestly, like I know that people don't want to hear the words unprecedented or let's get back to normal. But honestly, I have never in my career in finance seen the increases that we saw yesterday. If mem- or oh, last year, not yesterday. Um, if memory serves me correct, I think the Bank of Canada made uh, six increases on their own. Um, and so that was a complete shocker. Um, of course, nobody saw it coming to the to the degree that it did come as far as uh, the, the basis points in one given period being like 75 basis points. Boom, there you go. We, we see an increase. And then that happened, you know, every single meeting um, for the whole entire of, of 2022. So, yeah, it's uh, never seen anything like it, to be completely honest um, with you. Yeah. So we wanted to to kind of kick off a conversation around this and just just peel back the layers as to why this has happened, um, mm-hmm. so people can get an understanding of the I guess the whole picture. And I think it has to relate to economics. I know none of us are economic majors here, so maybe we're, we'd just be spitballing a bit. But from your understanding, um, from working at the bank and um, being you know pretty close to that whole world. Why is this a solution for essentially what was the problem that was being fixed? Cause I know we're being told uh, it's inflation and mm-hmm. 
I know the housing market in a vacuum, um, how the housing prices definitely inflated. It was getting pretty ridiculous there. And mm-hmm. um, so from a government um, stepping in perspective, um, are they trying to pre- prevent a, a bubble from bursting or what is it essentially that would cause this type of reaction that we're seeing unprecedented you know, interest rate hikes over a year span? Why do they do that? Yeah. So just like you, you alluded to, Jordan, of course, we're not e- economic majors in any way, shape or form. So all of this is really just my opinion um, and what I have seen. And yes, the word inflation gets thrown around a lot. Um, and that is part of the reason, uh, well, their reasoning, I guess, um, for having these increases is to try and curb inflation. Um, I, I personally think, and I think the feel in the bank is, is that there's just been so much spending right? Like money is just flying out of the doors. I feel like they have a printing press and and that's just literally what's happening and they have to recoup it somehow. And so why not recoup it um, on uh, on recovering it from from clients? I, I, I don't know if there's any other reason that I can see outside of that. Um, they have a job to do. Prices, obviously, of, of homes did increase. I think that that's got a part to play with it as well. I think they are literally trying to cool the market a little bit too, in my opinion, um, and, uh, and, and have done a fairly decent job at doing that, to be quite honest with you. Um, oh, yeah. We've seen some of that happen, right, uh, in the yeah. latter part of the year. But, you know, just in a nutshell, I think that spending, and not only just from the government perspective, but of course, I'm seeing a lot of consumers who are completely um, uh, overextended when it comes to spending. And so that's causing a challenge for us now as well. But I think that the, these increases were all down to the, the fact that we're giving money away in every which way that we possibly can as a country, and somehow someone's got to pay. That's my opinion. Okay, now... Who are they? I would have to say that uh, it is the government. And then so, you know, I saw a video yesterday with our finance minister, Mm -hmm. Christian Freeland, and Mm -hmm. she was put on the hot seat from a senator. And the senator pinpointed a question because she wanted $2 billion of taxpayer money. And the senator asked, where is it going and for what? And there, there, there was no answer. It was another just mm-hmm. deflection. Typical which, style. Yeah. Which, we, which this government that we see now can't seem to answer a question. It's always deflected. And so the senator was smart enough to say, okay, well, where's the money going? What is the company? It turns out there was no company. And there was no shares to invest in because the company wasn't formed. And then there was dead silence because she couldn't, she, she, you know, they're asking for $2 billion with nowhere to put it. So the, I'm, what I've noticed over the last few years is that what we're being told and what the truth is, there may be a major disconnect. And so as we, go forward people like us and you know we're there's a big club and we're not a part of it but we're Mm -hmm. you know we're we're doing our best to make sure our children and our families are set going into this new world um 
we, you know, as a, as a mortgage, as a mortgage broker, you know, how do we, and realtors, like, you know, the big, the big picture here is, you know, how do we navigate this landscape? And so I, when I say, who are they, you know, what, it, what is the Bank of Canada from your perspective? And how does the Bank of Canada get their money? Because this is, this is a conversation that is out of the ordinary. A lot of people have, have no idea. And they, you, you know, it's the same with the Federal Reserve in the United States. And so the Federal Reserve, they, they were pretty smart when they, when they coined the, the Federal Reserve because it makes it sound like it's federal. But my understanding is it's a private company. And so these, these countries are borrowing money from where? Mm-hmm. And it's got to come from somewhere. We know they print it when they want it. Mm-hmm. And so now these rate hikes have happened. And it, mm-hmm. we, we're bearing the, the weight of that. Mm-hmm. And um, we've seen these, these, you know, we've been lucky over the years to get some foreclosure business and, and some trustee and bankruptcy business. And, you know, a way for us as realtors to kind of hedge this potential bubble burst mm-hmm. is to now switch gears into okay now we can help move some of this distressed product and so these are real conversations that we have to have to figure out how we're gonna move forward but i you know i i grew up and you know you're i'm listening to this it's not bs but you're reading the secret and you're reading this and positive this and positive that yeah and uh you know sometimes you got to really deal with what's happening Mm-hmm. The realities, yeah, yeah, and make your best. Your your. So I, I'd like to just know kind of what you think is going to happen, and mm-hmm. I I'm going to go into everything very cautiously. Mm-hmm. But what, where do you see it, us going here into 2023? Oh, that's such a loaded question, um, and. Uh, it's a, a stressful thing to really think about and to, to dissect for me personally. Um, I see a lot of hardship personally. Um, that's my opinion. Um, coming up here for 2023, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to probably end up losing their assets. Um, people are overextended. Like Things are to the point now in the economy that are just not financially obtainable any longer, right? And so we've got some people who've lost their jobs, so they don't have that um, income anymore, or maybe they're down to just a one income um, type family and they haven't been used to that. And of course, based on the fact that, you know, we were in the land of milk and honey just not too long ago with uh, property prices that were so high and people- Last year at this time, we were all high-flying all the way to the bank. Right. And, and there was just tons of equity and people were able to consolidate their debts. And, and so now and we were qualifying at way lower rates and interest rates were low and it was fabulous. And so we were all just lapping it up, um, which is normal. And that's human nature. Of course, we're going to do that. 
Um, but now we're in a situation where things have, you know, people have fallen on harder times, more challenging times financially, and, and we've gotten back into our credit. And, you know, so we've we've had to, to depend and rely on that because, you know, maybe wife's not working anymore or husband decided to do a job change and is not making as much money. And so now things are just in a really rough rough spot. So, you know, what I'm seeing right now is that there are people who are just so grossly overextended that uh, we just can't even get them qualified based on the stress test of what's been placed out there by the federal government, you know, for qualifying. And so what I think is going to happen and interest rates, of course, going up, right? So of course, every time the Bank of Canada increases their overnight lending rate, just so that people understand, um, it affects the variable rate. And typically over 10 year stretch, the variable rate always beats out the fixed rates. That's just how it has been historically. And so we've had a lot of people who have entered into variable rates. And every time the Bank of Canada doesn't increase, they feel it, right? Now, it doesn't adjust their payment. Um, but they have more of their payment going to interest than it is to principal. So technically they're paying down their mortgage at a way slower rate than someone who let's say opted for a fixed rate. So now we're in a position where, you know, they come up to renew perhaps, or they need to do a refinance and they have just got a ton of interest. Maybe that's owing on their mortgage over and above their principal. And so they're in a position where they number one can't qualify to consolidate their debts um, and also to be able to afford the inflated price of their mortgage on a monthly basis. So it's a, it's a really sad state of affairs, I think. Um, coming into 2023, it's gonna be a rough year. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of people who um, you know, may have to let go of their most important asset that you will have, which is a home. Um, and of course, to turn around and to try and sell that and to get into something on a smaller scale or a cheaper um, type property is is not even a possibility because prices really, you know, even though they did inflate, they haven't deflated at the same rate um, since all of this has happened. So it's 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 going to be an interesting 2023, but I think that there's a lot of hardship coming for a lot of our clients and that is extremely stressful. Uh, for society and um, you know never mind the young people that are trying to get into the market like that's just not even an option when you're qualifying people at seven and a half percent and you need to make like at least a hundred thousand dollars as a family income to get anything remotely decent like that, wages right that's like a whole different discussion altogether <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so just to answer your question and i know it's it i mean we're trying to do this in a short period of time but there's a lot more to it i think but a lot of hardship i think at least i feel is is going to come for 2023 well and that's why we wanted to have this conversation and try and understand why because i've i've heard from within our own office that the the government when they do these hikes they always overcompensate because they don't give enough time for one interest rate hike to have an impact they should I've heard they should wait at least three to six months just for one to see the result. And cause now what we're doing, we're there creating all these new problems, right? So mm -hmm. how was this the solution where, um, I mean, I've, we, we talked about a stat to open up the, the podcast that was, it was the highest uh, rate hikes in any one year. I just heard another stat the other day that in November, that was the highest number of insolvencies 
uh, since March of 2021, when we had all the lockdowns and whatnot, and everybody was screwed. So um, now we're just close out 2022. Now the insolvencies are getting jacked up again, and it's just probably going to continue because um, I've heard some people's mortgage uh, payments have doubled. Right, mm-hmm. they're get they're used to paying 2500 bucks a month, and typically when you you know when you get approved for a mortgage, you usually are somewhere near your maximum capacity with a little bit of wiggle room. Uh, Cause that's just how you, that's life. Like you said, it's your biggest asset. You want to build your life around that. Now that that's doubled and you can't afford it. What do you nope. do? So yeah, um, I just don't understand from a government perspective, how doing something that drastic, um, doing something that unprecedented is fixing what issue, right? Mm-hmm. So now you have all these new issues. Um, I don't know what, how are they going to fix everybody going to break bankruptcy next, next year? Like yeah. maybe they shouldn't have done, maybe they should have just done half the amount of increased percentage of, instead of, well, cause it wasn't 5% over the, over the entire entirety of the year or something like that. So mm-hmm. tell us what you really think of the government. yeah right you can tell i'm holding back can you joel um (laughs) you know i don't know um and you know i i my my personal thought here really is is that is this a way to fix something or is there a different reason why this is happening yeah i mean you can't you Um, can't help but not think that way because it's not it's not logical really it's not it's not it's not fixing the problem it's actually making it worse yeah um you know and it's a case of let's kick the dog while the dog's down really in my uh outlook if these are supposedly all the experts and the majors and the people making all the money how mm -hmm. come it's so simple to tell this is not going to work for us yeah so yeah without yeah but yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? Only they know, right? Like we're just trying to navigate this this new world uh, the best way that we can. And uh, we don't truly know um, what their thoughts and motives are. I mean, we can speculate all day long and that's kind of fun to do. Um, but we don't truly uh, know what's behind the minds of the Christians and, and Christopher Freelands and, and the, you know, Justin Trudeau's. We just, we just don't know. Um, but I can't help but think that it is a case of, well, let's just get them while they're low because like we're talking about people's lives, right? Like these are people's lives, their biggest assets. And while they're struggling, um, there's still just continual increases. We're not just talking about mortgage rate in- increases, right? We're talking about groceries. Like, let's talk about that. Like, how much does that cost now? We all have families. We've all felt the impact um, of that. And so hence the reason why people are getting into more and more debt and trouble. There's just no way besides doing that to try to survive in today's world. Like, it's it's tough. It's tough to navigate. So, so I, I seen a thing yesterday that, you know, someone was talking about inflation at 7% in the U.S. And a guy is going through Costco and he had a video from... A few months ago, showing that mayonnaise is four ninety nine, and now it's nine ninety nine, and this over here was seven bucks, right. and now it's fourteen bucks. So he's saying that was a bunch of bullshit. That it's seven percent, seventy five percent. So 
you know, that, that's a little off topic, but yeah. um, I think the, what I want to try and impress upon people is there's going to be opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my whole, on a personal level, that's all I can really speak to because as much as I can fantasize that I understand what's happening, it, I might be completely off. I don't think mm-hmm. so, but I might be. And so, you know, what, are, what do I have to do to, like, I felt some pressure because I thought I had sold a property. It was unconditional at the peak of the market. Well, the person who was supposed to buy it didn't close. And I had commitments on another property. So I had to close mm-hmm. that. So I, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying, that people are overextended. Mm-hmm. And it happened by what? Me thinking I had sold something, but I didn't. And so how yeah. am I supposed to predict that? It's pretty unpredictable. And mm-hmm. But, you know, now my personal thing is, okay, I got to get my financial house in order. Because at least I have equity in some stuff. And I didn't when I was younger. So I'm 41 Mm -hmm. years old. And at least I have some resources. And now, you know, if I'm carrying balances at 12% or 18% or, you know, that's how they bury you. And so on a personal level, my strategy now is to make sure I'm not paying any of that. And if I'm, if I'm pulling out of government regulated RRSP, I got you by the, and Mm -hmm. you put the I don't care. My art, I I don't care. I'll, I'll dereg all of it and I'll, I'll take back my financial power. And so I'm, um, I know because I've been through a couple of these downturns already and I was, I was lucky enough to buy a couple of things on the last low. Mm-hmm. And so because I had the wherewithal hold on and they had some cash flow and yeah. Anyways, um, but I'm it's time for people to realize, okay, the market's not going up. And that we 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 have this discussion with clients all the time who are blinded by, you know, they're deer in the headlights, thinking, oh, the spring it's gonna, you know. You know, there's one building, for example, it's, uh, it's, it's junk, you know, it's been junk since the eighties. And then you got a client who compares something that was built in 2005 saying, oh, I too better in a you know, this is the way they're going for you. And so as people who are engrossed in this every single day, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, a bit of a responsibility to to try and do the best for our clients and for our, yeah. for everyone around us. And so um, anyway, I, you know, there, for the people who can manage their cash flow and yes. make sure they're not pissing money away to the CIBC credit card. And, mm-hmm. you know, and t- tidy that up and have some ammunition for when this, it's going to bottom out and then we're going to go do the same rodeo all over again. And, yeah. you know, we know that this is, this is what, what, how it works. And so, yeah. you know, now that reality is sunk in, I do think that the spring is going to, you know, you, you nailed it. Like I, 
um, our, our parents have a, a beautiful place at the rise and they did very well on it just by what's, what's happened. But, you know, now we're having the, you know, there's variable rates and now everything's changing and we're all thinking about this and talking about this and how do you, and so I am, I'm rambling a little bit, but, um, it hasn't gone down that much. It hasn't deflated, but now it's in, it's so hard to qualify. So the pressure is there. It is most definitely. And, and it, the, the pressure. And so if, you know, if they're going to do, if they do another hike, which I suspect they'll do at least one more is what I'm yep, January 25th. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the predictions are. A quarter percent. So maybe like for layman's terms, like now, you know, when, when everything is rosy, and you've got money in the bank. People don't think about some of the stuff, but you know they, no. they make it hard for people to understand the lingo, right? And 100%. us going on these calls every Tuesday, I skip a lot of them, but you know you learn some of this stuff. So they talk about twenty-five basis points or seventy-five basis points. So for the people who don't understand what this means, twenty-five basis points means 0.251 percent, correct? Correct. And so when they this. It's, this is what, and then, and then walk, can you walk <laughs> us through what's happened with the stress test? So take us on a timeline yeah. to a year ago yes. and where it was, Happy because I'm, that. I'm in the middle of a refi with Valley first, mm-hmm. and it's been a very interesting journey. I'm sure. Journey, yeah. <laughs> and like, it's, it's, I'm waiting on tax returns. So yeah. I got two, I got two tax, well, I've, anyways, the personal stuff doesn't matter, but all this stuff takes time and your, your rate holds only last for so long. Yes. I can definitely walk you through that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Joel, just like to answer your question and to go back to that. So timeline, as far as the stress test, like for those people who don't know who are on the call, like 2018 was when the federal government introduced the stress test. So it's nothing that's like brand spanking new. Um, but of course, it was way lackadaisy and chill back in those days, and people, you know, could still qualify easily, and interest rates were, you know, great. So, you know, just going back um, to 2022, um, the beginning of 2022, uh, as interest rates go up, of course, the stress test from time to time will adjust. Um, and depending on what the feds want to see happen, they'll um, dictate to us what needs to happen. And in 2022, what happened was it was um, a stress test of five and a quarter, so 5.25. That's what we would qualify the client on, not their actual rate. Uh, qualify you at 5.25 or it's your best contract rate plus 2%. Now, let's reverse back to 2022, the beginning of the year. Like interest rates were still really, really low, right? So we were able to take, you know, 2.3 or 2.4 and add 2% and qualify them lower than the five and a quarter because it was an either or or the higher of scenario. So either five and a quarter or 2%, whichever is higher. So, um, so yeah, so it was, uh, so it was still pretty easy uh, back at the beginning of 2022. Uh, and then as interest rates increased, of course, that contract rate plus 2% started edging closer and closer to five and a quarter. Um, and now we're just at the situation where it's actually way over. 
um, five and a quarter. So for example, right now, our uh, best five-year contract rate, uh, you're probably going to be looking at about five and a half percent. So it's really dependent on the term that the client takes as well. So let's say hypothetically, it takes a five-year at five and a half uh, and you add two percent and boom, all of a sudden we're qualifying clients at seven and a half percent. Um, this makes a significant difference in qualifying. Like I did a scenario this morning just based on $500,000 and the difference um, is that the client's got to make a quarter more uh, in income on an annual basis. So somebody who, you know, was making $100,000 um, a year could afford something at 500 at the lower of the stress test. But now being that it's, you know, 2% above that, uh, you got to make uh, one and a quarter. Uh, for the year. So that's not just money that you can pull out and say, okay, here it is. Um, we can make that one and a quarter now. This is increases for your job and for income that take time. So it's really definitely put people in a little bit of a, of a tough spot when it's uh, come to qualifying. Um, you know, what we started doing, and there's a lot of people who saw the writing on the wall, um, including myself, um, when this first started unfolding, the whole COVID situation and the increase in rates. Um, I actually did counsel and, and help a lot of clients get prepared um, for this specific situation. And, and the way that we did that, or the way that I did that, is looking at the uh, um, value of their homes, which of course went up, and the amount of equity they had, and we started putting in place secured lines of credits. Um, that way, coming into you know, the hard times, people have got things that they can fall back on. Um, and even to speak to your point, Joel, as far as opportunities, like there are going to be opportunities that are going to come up. And the people who have the ability to cash flow things, if they've got these secured lines already in place, like they're, you know, ahead of the curve as far as uh, as far as everybody else, because they now have cash that they can grasp at that they don't have to now qualify in today's environment in. Right. Like they right. qualified in when the stress test rate was way lower. So, um, so that's what we've been doing really for the last year and a bit um, with a lot of uh, my clients is just getting them into a position where things are easier. Um, well, the beauty of these secured lines is that you got this equity in, yes. in an asset that your primary residence where you don't have to give half of it away. Exactly. And you're, you're leveraging this and you have it at your disposal. So if someone's in a, in a mortgage, they're, well, they got a great rate. That's amazing. But if you, you know, the secured line of credit gives you another, gives you the opportunity to go in and grab something else at the yes. old at the old rate. So that's genius how you pulled that off. Should have been exactly. talking to you. Okay, yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go. I think I just made a change in my uh, financial advisor. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been really good, and a lot of people, of course, are are happy. It just gives people the peace of mind, right? You just don't know what's going to happen. There's just so much um, that we just don't know, and we can't see because let's face it, there's decisions that are being made on a daily basis that nobody sees coming, and and just don't even really make any sense. So to be able to be prepared for those financially is huge. So if you follow what, uh, I mean, the main narrative that we get from government is, is that they're trying to curb inflation by jacking up interest rates to slow, you know, the increase in housing prices. 
Mm-hmm. And they've done that. And like you said, I think, uh, what was it? The was it 7% decrease in housing in the housing market across Canada so far. Mm-hmm. It's going to go down, obviously. I mean, now we're starting to really see the impact, I think. Um, you know, we were humming at a really good clip there until I would say, what, September? And then enough of the rate hikes happened. And I think the consumer confidence was starting to dwindle and people were just kind of waiting to see what was going on. There was a kind of a lull there for about two months in the market reading, leading up to, to Christmas. Yes. Um, so if we're anticipating another quarter interest rate hike, like, I mean, that's better than half, I guess. Half a percent. I guess. Um, but it sounds like now enough of a reaction based on you know what they've been doing is happening and they're starting to see some new issues cropping up and you know obviously insolvencies are going up what are they going to do next year do you think they're just going to let it ride or do you think they'll actually decrease interest rate hikes or oh yeah interest rates yeah we'll get to that next year late next year or the, sorry this year 2023 I, no you know i i hold out hope that that would be the case because that would make logical sense to do so, right? Just to give some reprieve. Um, but I personally just, I, I can't see that happening. I don't think we're gonna see any decreases. They may level off. They may do a quarter percent here in January and then just hold off for a bit, which they should have done from the get-go in my opinion. Do an increase, wait for a little bit, wait for the market to react and then do it again versus just boom, 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 boom all year long. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're gonna see Um, any decreases. I think we'll see a reprieve in the fact that there may not be any larger increases. I think that they may actually get to the point where they do this quarter percent and then just wait and hold. But you know what? We've predicted things in the past and they haven't panned out. So um, that's my hopes and my dreams and my wishes um, that they would just wait. But only time will tell. But yeah, if it was up to me, that's what I would see that's what I predict I would see is that they would do an increase because they've already alluded to the fact that they are probably going to do a quarter percent in January here at 25th, I believe. Um, and then just hold and wait. That's what I would like to see happen. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to more questions about winter? Well, I, what do I think? I, I have no idea. And like yeah. when COVID first happened, I thought the whole world was coming to an end and all of a sudden I made more money yeah. in two years than I had ever made before. So, yeah, you know, we, well, and that's a good point too, is like that, that first three, four, even five, six months of COVID, nobody was spending mm-hmm. anything. No, everybody they was were holding freaked on out. To their money. Yeah. And so this big, you know, surplus in spending that we've seen, it was basically just bringing us back into balance of not spending for six months. And so, but all of a sudden that's a bad thing apparently. So, yeah, but. Well, I kind of, you know, this, I'm trying to make sense of some of the stuff we talked about, right? Like Jordan, you brought up a great point about inflation. So, you know, what, we, what is inflation? Well, okay. All of a sudden the cost of goods has risen and they, they want to, battle inflation because it's devaluing our currency right and so now on a global scale our measly peasly canadian dollar is not performing against what chinese yen or the like so there's a there's these macro things going on around us 
that we'll never understand. Like the whole Ukraine thing where they're yeah. all of a sudden they're just here. There's another billion, another 10 billion, 20 billion, whatever that, you know, right. and so they can tell us whatever they, you know, we're, we're, we are, we're blind going into this. And my, I love what you're doing, Bronwyn, where you, where you got your kids at home and you're, you know, we, we took our little guy out and now he's back in and it's got pluses and minuses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a daily, it's a daily thing. And um, I don't know where we're going, but I, I'm glad I got a good support system around me. And that's, you know, what more, what more can you do? I don't think that there is anything um, more. I think it really just boils down to everybody, you know, getting to a point where they're taking care of their priorities. And that's going to look different for everybody, right? Like yeah. some people are fine for their kids to be in school and others aren't. And, you know, we have to make adjustments in our spending or maybe we utilize the equity in our home. Like everybody's needs and priorities are so different. And I think that's, we're at a time now, or even just even last year, really. Um, so if you're, if you haven't done it yet, um, last year, that's okay. Now is the time to start lining up these priorities and figuring out how you can best navigate this world that we have no idea what's going to come next. Right. We, we just, we really don't. So if that means to bring your family closer, um, if that means to utilize equity in your home, to prepare for some hard times that are coming along or to take adv- advantages of opportunities that are going to come along, whatever that looks like for everybody is going to be so different. But I really urge everybody to give that some thought like now. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, it's probably a good note to, to wrap things up. I mean, if you're available, right, if someone wants to, to get some advice from you, um, how do they go about doing that and what, what kind of service can you offer them? Yeah, I am available. Um, like I said, we are, I am mobile, I'm a mobile mortgage advisor. So um, that means that I don't have the typical nine to five bank schedule. Um, I can uh, come to your home. I do evening calls. I do weekend calls. It really just Again, I'm here to align with what's important for you and your family. So, um, yeah, I mean, text, email, call. So my number is 250-550-4977. That's the best number that I have that you can text um, or or give me a call. Otherwise, um, by email is good too. And that's Bronwyn. And I'll spell that because I know it's not an easy one. It's uh, B-R-O-N-W-Y-N dot Watson the typical W-A-T-S-O-N at CIBC.com. Those are two great ways um, or or methods to get through to me. And uh, I can do purchases. I can do, and, and, you know, I just want to be clear too, like, you know, CIBC has got some fantastic programs when it comes to purchases. We uh, look at leasehold. Uh, we look at up to 200 acres. Um, we look at doing uh, various products where we can do the secured line attached to your home in, in conjunction with a mortgage so we can leverage that. I can look at some refinances if you guys are in a position to need to quali- oh, to consolidate some debt. Um, we, you know, as an advisor, 
we just have the ability to be way more creative um, and, and look at things outside of the box. Self-employed, um, you know, that's uh, something that we do. We've got a, a great program for someone who maybe doesn't have as much income stream, but has got a ton of money and in investments. There's just so many different options. So I definitely uh, urge if you guys have got any clients um, or if there's any clients out there that are listening to this, that just really don't know which way to go. Uh, just give me a shout and let's have a, a conversation. We'll find something. We'll figure out a solution for you.